Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Fanboy Comics Podcast. I'm your host, Clay, and today it is super, super late. Well, technically early, but anyway, this is actually early, early in uh, Thursday morning. I really need to go to bed, but I did want to record this for Saturday, sorry, Friday. Like I said, really late, really early, whatever. But, uh... Today is Friday, so we are doing the Ultimate Friday show. We're going to be talking about the next line of books in our um, Marvel Ultimate Universe and, of course, the Injustice Universe for DC. So the next books we're going to be talking about in the Ultimate Universe is Spider-Man number 14 through 21. A lot of books, 18 books, or 8, not 18, 8 books to be... uh, exact and then of course eight books on the injustice side so let's go ahead and jump right into this thank you so much for picking up this podcast please hit the subscribe button if you are new and uh please share the podcast as well if you feel you know so obligated to but let's go ahead and jump into ultimate spider-man number 14 all right so number 14 ultimate spider-man i will go ahead and try to go through these as quick as possible just because there is a lot of them and there's I can you know probably talk about each individual comic for a good five minutes each and I definitely don't want to do that I don't want to stay here too much longer so I'll kind of give a good cliff notes version uh 14 really just introduces the idea of Dr. Octopus of course he was in the explosion with uh Norman Osborn and his accident Uh, So we get to see what happened to uh, Otto Octavius. We see the arms have fused to the front of Otto's, like, stomach, uh, chest area. But uh, unlike how he is normally with his arms being, like, more so attached to, like, the back of him and the spine and all that. But we also get the introduction of Gwen Stacy. And she kind of seems like, you know, a bad bee, if you know what I mean. And then at the end of uh, issue 14, we actually have Kong just sitting back at his house in his, you know, on his couch. And he's kind of reflecting over some of the stuff that uh, that they were talking about in school because the the idea of mutants came up. And that's kind of like, you know, just like how we talked about in other stories with with uh, X-Men. Mutants were was the allegory for uh, black Americans and very much tied to racism. And, you know, Peter was very much in defense of mutants because he's always kind of considered himself possibly being a mutant. And so Kong was thinking about this and remembering all the weird stuff that has been happening to Peter. And he comes to the conclusion that, holy crap, Peter is Spider-Man. So in number 15, we kind of see uh, Kong take this idea to Flash Thompson and another girl in in the hallway. And they're like, Kong, you're crazy. There's no way. Look, there's Peter right there. He has his back turned. Why don't you go ahead and, you know, give him a big fat kick in the butt. And if he doesn't do anything, of course, he's not, you know, Spider-Man. And Peter knows this is happening because, of course, he has the spider sense and he just lets it happen. Uh, Gwen actually sees this and she actually pulls a freaking knife out. And uh, the principal comes by. She immediately drops the knife and she gets taken uh, to the principal's office. 
we see her father, of course, the detective, uh, in a crime scene. And, uh, you know, he tells the principal, because he gets a phone call from the principal saying, you know, that Gwen had pulled a knife. And he says, okay, well, she's my daughter. I wasn't expecting this. I do apologize. You know, going through the whole parent thing and then says, you know what? Why don't you go ahead and send her back to class so that way she can at least learn something today. And, you know, I will deal with her when she comes home. And uh, at the very end of this uh, issue, uh, we are at the Daily Bugle. And Ben Urich has gotten some sort of uh, uh, tip that Otto Octavius is heading towards some building in the city. Uh, issue 16, we get to see where he was going and he was uh, visiting a company, Justin Hammer, and we find out that Otto Octavius was actually a spy in Norman Osborne's company to give all that information to Justin Hammer. But uh, we get to see Gwen and her father talk a little bit. We see Ben uh, confront the detective as well about this whole Otto Octavius thing. And there seems to be some agents of some kind, government agents, uh, that are dealing with the detective and also Justin Hammer. And Spider-Man actually comes into Justin Hammer's like building, where it was kind of uh, broken into, and kind of just eavesdropping. Those agents see him, they shoot immediately, you know, but they get away. Uh, we are also introduced to the character Craven in issue 16 he is a tv star and at the end of that he you know is here in in america because he's from australia he he's coming to america to fight you know the best game that there is and that is spider-man and you know it's basically a big publicity stunt you know for him to get him a little bit more popular but uh you know here we see that justin hammer is you know possibly the cause of a lot of things happening in the evil supervillain meta you know category because we see that he is forming the uh the sandman project with uh flint marco and we also see he is kind of demonstrating some sort of conference of some kind near a nuclear plant and Otto Octavius kind of comes out of nowhere and Peter goes you know as Spider-Man to to save him and everybody else he does get beat pretty good by this time we are at issue 18 and this one was a little crazy because he was able to kind of subdue Otto Octavius for a second but then Otto got the uh, or Dr. Octopus got the upper hand and kind of knocked Peter out and when he woke up, federal agents and uh, SWAT were basically all over him. And they were fighting over who was going to take him in, whether it be NYPD or if it was the government. Uh, so Peter had to think quickly on his feet to get away. And, you know, basically at the very end of that, there was a news broadcasting with Justin Hammer and Justin Hammer blames Spider-Man for everything, not Otto Octavius. Kind of just to get Otto Octavius away from, you know, the matter at hand. Because uh, at that conference, Ben said he, or uh, 
not Ben Urich asked uh, Justin Hammer if he knew Otto Octavius, and he said no. So he's even though he, that's a lie. But in issue uh, twenty and twenty one is where Otto uh, does in fact confront Justin Hammer, and you know is about to kill him. Spider Man comes in and is able to you know stop uh, Otto Octavius. And it takes a while, you know, it's a really intense fight. I love the art in this book, but it was so, so good. And as soon as he finishes Otto Octavius, Craven shows out of nowhere. He's like, okay, I'm fighting you now. And he's like, okay, chill out, dude. I just had to fight this guy. No more fighting for tonight. And I think, you know, this woman here is, you know, scared out of her, you know, out of her mind. Let's get her out of this car. And it was actually... Uh, Justin Hammer's assistant and her assist, uh, the assistant was like, please get him. I think he's dead. I think he had a heart attack during that whole thing uh, with Otto Octavius. So Craven is still very pissed off, you know, because he's basically getting an, uh, 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 ignored. And so he tries to attack Peter. He tries to attack Spider-Man and Spider-Man just one hit KOs him. Boom. Right on his, right on his ass. And everybody starts to clap because, like, there's a huge news broadcast that's there. Um, you know, there's freaking just regular civilians out and about. And they ask him for, like, okay, well, why are you here? And this is the first time that civilians are actually looking at Spider-Man as somebody who isn't a menace. As somebody who genuinely was looking out for them. And so Spider-Man kind of gives them the little spiel and, you know, gives him the quote of, you know, with great power comes great responsibility. And, you know, that, that really ends that. You know, we, we do see those agents again, and it looks like those are agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. that are going to be taking Otto uh, in. And at the very end, we have a small confrontation between Peter and Aunt May. And Aunt May is just super worried about Peter, you know, coming home so late. It's 3 a.m., and so she's like, where were you? Where were you? And so Peter has to lie. And she immediately knows that it's a lie because that was like the first place that, you know, Aunt, Aunt May was, you know, basically called. And so she's like, try again. And like, he just kept on lying. And so she's like, fine, if you want to keep lying, then you're going to be grounded. You're going to go to school and you're going to come right back home. Nowhere else. And so he goes He goes up to his room and he turns on the news and they're talking about Spider-Man. And he's like, man, I can't believe it. I'm a real-life superhero and I'm grounded. And it goes back to the facility where these agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. are. And you see Otto Octavius in this, like, really weird prison. They walk away, but you see Otto start to talk and he starts to remember. And he's like, oh, spider. Bitten by a spider. Spider on his shoulder. Spider this, spider that. Oh, I know the boy's name. The boy's name is Parker. And it says, next, the return of the Green Goblin. So, I'm super excited about the, uh, about this book. Um, surprisingly very good. Now, I will say, I think it was issue 15 or 16. You kind of got to, well, not got to, you know, unfortunately. We unfortunately got the Bendis sing-song dialogue, you know, going back and forth between characters. And so I started to get annoyed with it, but then it, you know, it went away for a little bit and we got to see some really cool action, really cool art. So, you know, I'm, I'm sure I'm going to see a little bit more of that sing song dialogue with Bendis, but as long as he keeps it to a minimum 
for like every four issues or so, I'm good. I think I should be okay. But let's go ahead and jump into uh, Injustice. So that way I can go to bed because I'm starting to feel it. I am so tired. All right. So uh, issue seven through 14. I almost blanked there. I am totally sorry. So uh, in the last issue, uh, Sinestro basically volunteered to be a part of the team. And Superman said that he didn't trust him. So we do have Sinestro uh, kind of detained in the watchtower. But Sinestro says, you know, I am somebody that you definitely need. They will come. And he says, they as in the Green Lantern Corps, the Guardians, whatever. They will come and you will need me. So, uh, he actually does a little bit of a backstory about how he knows that the Green Lanterns are, you know, traitors. And it shows this story about how he basically conquered his world. But he makes it sound like it's this like this thing that just had to happen. And, you know, it was just logical. And there was no malice in his heart when he did it. And you can clearly see how fucked up his brain is, you know, with this whole thing. And the entire Green Lantern Corps had to take him down. And, uh, you know... He basically gives up his yellow lantern ring and says, I will give you my power. You know, you you fear me, so I will give you fear. And so he gives him the ring and he says, you will need me. And when when you do, you can give me that back. So we get a story on Oa. Basically, Stuart is talking to the Guardians. They are not happy with what Superman is doing on Earth. Hal, you know, is trying to convince them that, you know, Superman is doing everything for the greater good. And so he notices that, like, all these lanterns are coming to talk to the Guardians. And so when that meeting is adjourned, basically, they come to Hal and they tell him, hey, we're going to go get Superman and you have to stay here. And so Hal is trying to escape. He isn't able to. Uh, They restrain him. Kilowog knocks him out, and he is uh, basically imprisoned on Oa while they go to Earth. Uh, in issue number nine, we see that uh, somebody does knock out. What is his name? Uh. I know this dude's name. He is the uh, Salak. Sorry, uh, Salak is uh, watching over Hal. Somebody knocks him out, and it is John Stewart. John Stewart says he trusts Hal Jordan, and they just need to get to Earth as fast as they can in order to stop whatever is about to go down. We see Superman pick up Billy Batson from school, which I thought was really funny, and basically says, "Hey, people are coming, and I need you for help." Uh, he does a really cool transformation by telling Superman to let him go, even though they're like thousands of feet up in the air. Turns into Shazam. And all of a sudden, the Green Lanterns enter Earth's atmosphere, and they say, hey, we're taking you in. And all of a sudden, Cyborg from the Watchtower shoots every freaking lantern all at once with this giant beam. I immediately thought they were dead. No joke. I immediately thought that they were all dead, but they did survive, and they, you know, basically break into this large fight. Uh, 
And it's so funny, the one person that is able to take down Superman is the Squirrel Lantern Chip. And, you know, uh, Lex Luthor is seemed kind of worried, and Sinestro's like, oh, they're here, aren't they? You know, they're fighting them right now, and he's like, yes, they are. And so he says, you're going to need me. Go ahead, just give me the give me the ring, and I can fix all this. And so we actually get uh, a small little uh, scene where Canary is actually going to Ollie's apartment to get some stuff. And inside Ollie's apartment is Guy Gardner. And Guy does scare uh, Canary. And so she like slams up, up against the wall and he notices that she's picking him up with one hand. She's, and he's like, uh, what's going on? And that's when you learn, okay, they all took the pill this you know this super enhancement you know superhuman pill or whatever and she basically told the entire story to guy about what's happening on earth and he thinks that somebody is involved with all of this in what they assume is also kyle's death kyle rayner's death but we know that is of course sinestro um but to Superman's rescue, Sinestro comes, and he actually kills Chip, you know, a construct right through the head, uh, and that's how that issue ends. But uh, issues 11 and I believe 12 as well are the, you know, the aftermath fight between the Lantern Corps, the Green Lantern Corps of Superman, and the Yellow Lantern Corps just comes out of nowhere. And, you know, to better, like, I guess, stop all of, well, what does he say? He says, uh, what does he say? Crap. Oh, basically, Sinestro is telling Superman, like, this is how you win a war with my army. But we do uh, get another, you know, cut to Gotham. And we see, you know, that there is a resurgence of the old GCPD that is wanting to take back their city, basically. And we will get to that later. But we are back with the Lantern Corps kind of, you know, at a standstill. Superman is not okay with uh, really this invasion of the Yellow Lantern Corps. But... uh, Sinestro says, Superman, you cannot let these Green Lanterns go back to Oa because they will tell the Guardians and the Guardians will plan and they'll bring a bit much bigger force. And so Superman's okay, you're right. What should we do? And he says, we need to do uh, what we need to do. And that is we must eradicate or exterminate the Green Lantern Corps. So he wants to kill everybody. And Superman is totally not with that. But uh, we will get to that later. We, you know, in this next issue, issue number 12. Yeah, 12, we go, we start off with the resurgence, like I said, with the GCPD. They want to take back their their city. But we go back at hand with the Green Lantern Corps and the Yellow Lantern Corps. Kilowog is not having any of it, but the Yellow Lantern Corps is much bigger in size. So Superman does the only thing that he thinks will keep the Green Lantern Corps alive. He says, hey, if you give me your rings, 
you will not be armed, so you are not dangerous, which means you have they have no reason to kill you. I give you my word, you will all be detained, and, you know, we won't kill you, basically. But Sinestro is totally not okay with that, but he understands that he cannot win this war that he is claiming without Superman on his side. So he does he he does away with his yellow lantern core, but he says, "Okay, but stay close and stay within communication." Uh, but I'm gonna stay here on with Superman. That's when we see Guy. He is actually able to get away and fly towards Oa. But at the very end of this uh, this book, we go back to the resurgence and this small team, which is. Uh, Batwoman, Canary, Huntress, and Catwoman, and Montoya Bullock and Gordon, they're convincing the rest of the GCPD to follow them in order to take down this militia that Superman has uh, invaded Gotham with. And so Gordon shows them the pill, he takes it, and it's so cool because, and for me, I'm like, okay, how long does it take for the pill to like really come into effect? Because I, I can't, I cannot see it being like, okay, I swallowed it, boom, you know, I have powers now. That doesn't make any sense. But it seems like immediately after he swallows it, Bullock takes out his gun and shoots him right in the head, and everybody freaks out. But the bullet falls, and Gordon says, "This is the game changer." But issue thirteen. And 14 are uh, a canary story and how, uh, you know, she goes to the arrow cave, the quiver or whatever. She sees Harley. They get into a small little tussle, but then canary starts to throw up. Harley immediately says, oh, that's morning sickness. I know what that is. And they kind of laugh about it all. But then... Uh, Harley tells this heartbreaking story about how she has a daughter and you find out that it is Joker's and it's just heartbreaking because you find out that like Harley left for like a full year to take care of her and she came back and Joker had no clue that she was even gone Uh, but at the end she really does want to help Canary so she wants to be a part of the hero's team Uh, but you know we see Guy at Oa in this last issue. Uh, Guy is able to tell the Guardians what all happened. And we see uh, Montoya and the heroes in Gotham uh, start to take down the militia very strategically. And kind of shows that they do have a good upper hand. And at the very end, you know, uh, Bullock starts to read... Uh, this soldier, the Miranda rights, and Gordon's like, no, no, they invaded us. This is war. We're going to take them and we're going to interrogate them. And we don't read them their rights. They don't have any. And that's how it ends. And I was like, oh, shit. That's how you know Gordon is fed up and he wants his city back. And I think that's freaking awesome. But with that, guys, uh, it is officially... I, 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 the recording took about an hour, but you guys will only see about 26 minutes of this. 
But thank you so much for choosing this podcast. I know I've already said this, but I just want to thank you again. Uh, I love you guys. Uh, please let me know uh, if you know you like the podcast. Uh, share it with your friends. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at fanboyclay. You can email the show at fanboycomicspodcast at gmail.com. I feel like I'm falling asleep right here in this chair. So I'm going to go. Thank you guys so much, and I will see you guys tomorrow for the Shonen Jump Saturday show.